Yes. How did you want to start? Oh, yeah, you saying yeah. am I comfortable starting? Do you feel comfortable starting? Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> do you feel comfortable I will do an intro. When you last met Monique, she was figuring it out, blah, 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 blah. When we last met Monique, she was a few weeks into her, what she called homeschooling slash unschooling journey, <laughs> which for many of us who transitioned from conventional schooling, we kind of take that stop at homeschooling first to take a beat, take a breath before <laughs> the de-schooling process takes enough of a hold. My name is Monique Allison, and um, I'm a relationship clarity coach for women. And so that last episode was um, Monique telling us early on in the game for her the anxiety she was having and also what led her to taking that full transition over into another form of education, another model for her son with his learning. A recent situation happened in the fifth grade, and it really, it pissed me off. And I'm uh, with matching Pharaoh's condition. Symptoms are show up, and you have to know when it's something serious and when it's not. The teachers are fully aware of what condition he's dealing with. We have meetings every year. The teachers have known him since kindergarten. So they are fully aware, they know when he's out for surgery, they, they know. However, they'll use the IEP, keep him in school, but just manage the IEP. That's your way of having control of the education. But in my mind, I was like, but I'm still allowing someone else to control it. Figured out a way to get myself out of the nine-to-five system. I took money out of my 403, which is like a 401k. And I figured that shit out. Like, I had to figure it out. It's easy? Not at all. <laughs> but I can't I can't even go back to that system. And, and I'm glad that I did it. And I want the same thing for him. And I was feeling like some form of guilt. This in reference to if I want to be free from the 9 to 5, wouldn't I, why wouldn't I want him to be free from that structure? That doesn't work for him. That's not a good fit. And so all of those things. Since then... Chris and I and Marley and Sage have had the pleasure of being part of Pharaoh and Monique's community as they've been shifting here in Atlanta. And Monique is going to talk to us a little bit today about that. Now, a big part of her transition, I got to shout out Leslie Bray of Kid Cultivators. Leslie and Taiwan co-founded this space that is just this beautiful collection of people who unschool people who homeschool, people who slow school <laughs> all together with the shared goal of just helping their children to explore what education might look like for them on a daily basis. That was a huge part of the transition. So now let's hear what's going on for Faro and Monique a little over a year into the journey. So um, being a part of Kid Cultivators was helpful because it was just that was the first place to just be in community because we had park days, we had field trips. It gave me kind of a, a gateway into just not stressing things. And then Farrell voiced his thing with wanting to be around other kids. And so it was just a good space for that where he, you know, met other kids and it was just free flowing. It was no stress. And then it was also beneficial to me because I met other moms and it just felt good to to talk to other moms that have been homeschooling for a, you know a couple of years like so it was it took away the nervousness of oh my gosh will this work you know how is it going to look um there are moms whose kids 
moved on and graduated or they're, you know, doing their adulting. <laughs> and so it was good to get insight from that community. So it, it would just help us to relax and just chill to be like, oh, okay. So the shift from traditional schooling to unschooling, homeschooling, that space was, um, there was a big contrast because we didn't have the strict schedule. You know, there were trips, there were park days. If we could show up, we showed up. If we couldn't, it was okay. And and that created just a sense of relief because in the traditional setting, um, when Pharaoh missed school, we had to make up homework or still work on a project. And that gave him anxiety. It gave me anxiety. We kind of bounced that off of each other. And it was just stressful in our relationship because I'm still trying to have him uphold to their standards. It just wasn't a good fit. And um, so going into the homeschooling space was such a relief. It was just a good space for Pharaoh to be in. It was stress-free and we didn't have to worry about the extras. I consider myself like a newbie. And so the space you get into when you're starting out, you want to kind of I guess, do everything. So I was part of another group or interested in another group. And then it was kid cultivators. And um, so we was trying to like make sure we fit into everything or did everything. And it was overwhelming to some extent, even though we didn't have to do it. I just wanted to make sure that he had things to do. And this is the unschooling part. You know, I wanted to make sure he had things to do because if he was in school, he would have all these other things. And just being, I wasn't fully comfortable with just, not doing, being conscious of, is he learning and he's not doing worksheets. And I kind of played with that, like, here's some worksheets. And he was so frustrated. He should just be so frustrated with it. And I was still like trying to beat him over the head, like get some worksheets in, but then we're still kind of unschooling. And so I eventually realized that I just need to just trust the process. I got rid of the worksheets and doing work online and all that stuff. And it just felt better. Again, he mentioned the socializing part, like he voiced, you know, I make really good friends. He he wanted that and being really conscious of what he wants. Yes, I took him out of the school setting. It was beneficial to me, but also for Pharaoh. So I had to listen to what he's saying he needed and wanted. So um, I went to a information. Well, someone introduced me to a agile learning center and I went to an information session and it sounded like a really good fit because it wasn't uh, structured. It's kind of like unschooling in a school setting. And I thought about it for that first year that we unschooled and it didn't pan out for whatever reason, but it, it showed back up again. And then it, it would make sense in regards to him getting that socializing and being around other kids. So I wanted to like really make sure that I was listening to what he needed in this space because I kind of, you know, I took him out of what he was used to for five, six years. And um, even though he was open to and happy about homeschooling, we still had to learn how to kind of make that work. So we, we transitioned to that because of him wanting to be in a different setting with other kids. And when I learned more about self-directed learning and, and the Agile Learning Center, I just felt really comfortable with it. It felt like a really good space for him. When you compare it to just the, the, the school setting Farrah was in, it was completely different, which is what we needed. It wasn't going to be any stress with if he couldn't make it and if he had doctor's appointments and all that stuff. It wasn't no catching up. It wasn't no making up work and all that stuff. And it was just a good 
communal space. It was going to be good for him and good for me because I've been craving community. And um, now that we're in that space, it feels really good. We have a lot of support. So I want to say this, like one of the hesitation I had with putting him in the Agile Learning Center, because I was aware of it the first year, I just felt like, oh my gosh, I'm going to put him back into this structure because they had a set time from nine to three. And I'm like, but I really want to homeschool and do it my way. <laughs> um, so I had to make make sense of it and learn more about the Agile Learning Center. So the communal piece was really was really good to learn about. And the way that the community supports us is there are times where my work schedule is not conducive to pick him up when the when it's time to be picked up. So I have other family and friends that's at the center. They can scoop Pharaoh up for me and, you know, drop them off. And um, I'll scoop their kids up when, you know, when they're unable to do it. We just work together and Pharaoh has made friends there. Um, the other day, um, he wanted two of his friends to come over and, you know, they just, it wasn't like, okay, it's going to be homework time. It was like, no, we're, we were at school all day from nine to three and we still want to hang and we're going to hang. So they came over, they played games. Um, just, just having that freedom and that space to just be, it's no pressure of, you're on this strict schedule throughout the day. We got to, you know, you're in school all day. You usually got to do homework you know, taking up the rest of your evening. And then you kind of do that all over again. The space is just different. What would you say to to the Monique from the last episode? What would you say to her about where you are now? And not that you were like, okay, it's perfect now I've arrived or whatever. But what would you say to yourself a year ago about taking this this leap into unschooling? What would I say to the Monique a yeah, year like, ago? Uh-huh. Yeah. What could you say so, that would be helpful to her? <laughs> I mean, one of the things, I mean, like I said, this is about Pharaoh, but it's like, it's about us. So it's about both of us. So I would tell that Monique to ask more questions, you know, don't get so stressed out about not having support and not, and feeling like you're the only person doing this. Know that there is a, a community that that functions in this space every day, all day. It's not just from nine to three, like that's the life. That's just how they live. Just like trust the process. And when something shows up, be curious about it, ask questions about it. Just even if it's something tough or it's a struggle, like it's there to help you kind of look into a situation more because I had hesitation. I was like, it's going to be structured setting. But then when I asked questions and I spoke to the facilitator, it was like, no, if he has a doctor's appointment, he has a doctor's appointment. If he's in a mood where he doesn't feel like coming, it's okay. And I was just like a sense of relief, like, really? So I would definitely tell Monique a year ago to just ask more questions, trust the process, be curious, and don't feel like if um, it seems like an obstacle, like you just can't move forward. Just like, go with it. Just a reminder, you don't have to play along with the Thanksgiving lie this holiday. And you also don't have to be radical and rude in order to not play along. Unless you want to be those things, then go for it. (laughs) But I wanted to share a resource with you here. Kathy LeBron wrote a piece on MyReflectionMatters.org about resources for Native Americans, Thanksgiving, and anti-celebrations. So we have a resource here to de-school our family holiday time. If you don't already have a practice or you haven't had that conversation with your child or children about 
the truth around Thanksgiving, this article would be a great place to start. So shout out to My Reflection Matters for this offering, and you can learn more about My Reflection Matters on episode 35 of Fear of the Free Child with Chimay Morales-James. That's episode 35. The show notes page for that is akilasrichards.com forward slash MRM, as in My Reflection Matters. So now that Pharaoh is in self-directed education, and that's the space he's in at Heartwood, it's allowed me to self-focus because with any relationship, you can get lost in it. And so as a, a mother of a, a child with special needs and trying to figure out what's the best space for him to learn, um, it really took a lot of time and energy. So I, I got lost in it, got lost in managing everything with him. And figuring out what's the best space for him to learn. So when he got into uh, Heartwood, I have a sense of relief because it's a space that I'm comfortable with. It's a space where he's comfortable. The facilitators are great. The kids are great. He's just in a really good space where he can manage. He's learning how to manage himself. And so I get to focus on me and my work because I, I did get lost in, in in everything else. And so I get to focus on my work and be more consistent. My work, it's about not always trying to fix things, but more so being in tune internally with the feelings you're having about the thing that's an issue or that doesn't feel good. Um, your thoughts around it. What are you doing about it? Exploring all of that to see if you're kind of keeping yourself in a cycle or like a, a pattern with doing the same thing, thinking the same way, acting the same way. And if you're keeping yourself stuck. And so um, just my personal work is helping me just overall, because, for example, with the school, like, you know, processing the school system that Pharaoh was in, it wasn't working. It wasn't working. It didn't feel good. And we just kept doing the same thing. I kept dropping him off. We kept doing the homework. But that was taking up family time. We kept just doing those same things. So pulling back where it's like, okay, it doesn't feel good to drop my son off in a school where it seems like it's like the, you know, place to program him. The thoughts around it, when things would come up, I was just like, you know, the uniform issue, wearing uniforms. And even though they're in uniforms, he had to wear still a particular uniform on a particular day. Like just the thoughts that those things were like coming up and the thought about it didn't make sense to me. And then the actions we were taking, I was still forcing him in that space or putting him in that space. And so eventually when you process that, you have to change. Like you have no other. Well, for me, I had to figure out like if this doesn't feel good, what can I do differently? And that all of that just kind of led to us completely knowing that unschooling him was going to be the best space to put him in. And then, you know, that's just my work personally with relationships overall. When we are in relationships, it's the same process. It may not feel good or it doesn't feel good. The thoughts about it, you're probably having negative thoughts about the relationship or your partner, but you're doing the same thing. You're going along to get along. You're making sure it looks like you're in a relationship and all of that stuff. So step back from it. We get caught up into maintaining the drama. So like, stop doing that. Stop, you know, trying to uphold the conflict. Step away from it. Process what's going on internally. And you're going to be compelled 
to have to do something different, whether you're going to leave, you're going to have a hard conversation about what's happening. You're going to really put time and effort into resolving it, whether it's staying, leaving, or working through some hardship. Yes. Thanks for listening to Fair the Free Child podcast. Like the show? Then show your love or give your feedback at akilasrichards.com.